I don't know if this is even going to work. Oh, no. That ain't good. Guys. Yeah. We're all going to die. I got got like how many times. Hey, guys. Welcome in. It's Brad with Cost Sportscast. And I've got I've got the guy. Hey guys, the show is started. How you doing? <laughs> so we just started had, it just randomly. Some okay. issues. I had some last night fixed. What else is um, new? But <laughs> yeah, we'll try. We'll it's, try, it's, try it's, to get, get through, through this. I'm the bread, I, I don't understand. So I ran tests and my. Tests are running up to speed, and then I go to do it tonight. It's running skin, so I don't know. Uh oh. It is what it it is. So I've got Taylor. (laughs) I've got Taylor Bell on with me. Hey Taylor, how are you? Doing all right. How you guys doing? Fantastic. I'm doing great. Love to hear it. <laughs> doing pretty, getting pretty good at SEC Media Days. Yep. Yeah, it's getting it's getting to that point to where we can talk a little bit about football now. Well, you can always talk football. It's the SEC. Well, yeah, you can. You can yeah, 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 time, yeah, yeah, yeah. So John Hammonds is – John Hammonds is not in picture. He's the one at the bottom right. Yeah, not I'm, in picture. I'm in audio. To, I'm in audio tonight. Yeah. And John Roberts is at the top. Continue. All right. So it was Vanderbilt, Georgia, Auburn, and Mississippi State. So we're going to get started with covering those. Um, and. Welcome in the College Sportscast to our SEC Media Days. Up first today was Andy. Taylor, did you catch any of the, the Vandy Clark Lee um, press conference? I I did not. I, I don't think that's something that uh, I would be spending a lot of time on anyway. Um, Wait, hold on. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> now, now, if it's baseball, you got me. Baseball. I'll be engaged with Vandy baseball. Wait, wait, was that Tim Corbin? It wasn't Tim Corbin there, was it? I would have been there for Tim Corbin. That was Tim Cor. It is Tim Corbin. That's the coach. Yeah. They just had to go down the street. They were like, they're yeah. only like five or ten minutes away from 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 wherever this uh this thing is going on. <laughs> it's at the Hyatt something downtown Nashville, is where it's at. Yeah. So like, Vandy's campus is only like five five minutes away from there. Yeah. It's not that far away. Right. Yeah. Well, I can tell you this. So Clark Lee was kind of boastful today, yeah, I he thought, was. in his um, in his press conference today. I got to give it to um, him. He's, he really has a nice attitude. He does have a pretty boastful attitude. He really does. Um, you would think at Vandy no, that that's that not what I mean, might not I, be the case. 
that's not what I mean. He's just very confident in his team, and and that's normal for any coach. You know what I mean? And and I feel like the thing with Clark, I think he's going to turn him around. Um, it's just going to take a little bit because, like I told somebody last year, Vandy's hard to get into in terms of recruiting. They have to recruit differently, and it's just a different way of recruiting. And, and I think that he'll do a good job there with what he's got. Yeah, I mean, he's doing a great job. He, they they got to five here, beat Kentucky, which was a in their cap. To be quite honest with you, yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah. I'll be the first one to say it, it definitely was. And, and uh, your, your problems was- are going to be amplified too because you're playing. It's it's one thing if. If you're like Notre Dame's in kind of a similar academic situation, obviously they have way more pedigree and name recognition there, but they have the independent ability to play a lot of these um, ACC teams and a lot of their kind of historic rivals that aren't necessarily um, the best teams in the country. And then Vandy's stuck playing um, the teams in the SEC, including – the two-time defending national champion. So that's kind of the, uh, the, the, the hand that they're dealt is not, not very friendly to begin with there. So it's. No, it's definitely not friendly for them, but they had, you know, James Franklin done pretty good for Vandy's at Vandy. Hey, let's, let's not, let's stop making excuses for Vanderbilt. Come on. These guys are grown and, Hey. Very, very much, you know, they're big boys here. They can, they can figure out how to beat somebody, even if they are hampered. But you do have to look at the full context of when Franklin was at Vanderbilt, how down the rest of the SEC East was as well. That was a, Yeah, Georgia was terrible. That was a weak point in Georgia. Tennessee was down at that time. I think that was maybe That's when – I can't remember where South Carolina was at at that point. Like the, the East was very, very down to the point. I think that was probably when it was like Gary Pinkle's, the peak of his run at Mizzou was kind of what was yeah. really doing well in there. Yeah, there so, was some five, there was some five and three teams that won the East yeah. for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, you know, so you're right. The East was down at that time. Um, but James Franklin did take Vandy up the ladder um, while it was going on. So it can be done is what I was saying. Yeah. It's kind of, it can be, but it's mm, very unlikely. And Clark, and Clark, push from, Clark definitely got that added. This is not the push from the the fan base and the and the the uh, well, ability standpoint to improve. And, and I'll add on top of that, like you said, that the East and the West was in a rough, rough time, and that's like you give an example with Oklahoma and um, Texas coming next year. They're coming at a time where the SEC is getting bigger and stronger. Tennessee's getting better. Georgia's elite. Alabama's going to be better this year. Um, so, you know, that's like I. What was it? LSU guy said yesterday. He said, "You know, they're going to struggle in the SEC. 
because you know it ain't like the Big Twelve. You ain't got two or three teams, and that's it. You got like six or seven teams that could beat you on any given Saturday. And neither of those teams won the Big Twelve last year. No, and they, they wasn't even Saturday, close. Well, and you got to consider too. Kentucky's getting better. Um, who else? South Carolina, which we don't know about Spencer Rattler. We'll talk about him later this week, but it's. It, you, you don't know what he's going to give to you. But overall, from top to bottom, the SEC is better. And to me, I'll, I'm just going to give this since Taylor's on here. Georgia is at a level right now to where it's going to be hard to knock them off because they're recruiting at such a high level. Um, yeah, you might beat them here once once in a blue moon every, every two years. But – Georgia is set for the next three to five years. And it's going to take a lot to, to dethrone them as, as who they are. You know, and the only team I could see possibly doing that is Alabama and maybe LSU if they get maybe. the recruiting. Up. We'll, we'll get to Georgia in a minute, but maybe. I, I mean – Go ahead. I mean, Vandy got to five wins last year. Does anybody they can match that this year? Texas A&M got to five wins too. Oh no! With Roberts, can they match that? Who? I yeah. I'm I'm not hearing you, buddy. Yeah. Can Vandy match five wins this year? Do you think they can do it? No. Let's uh, let's let's go down the. Shall we? Shall no. we? Shall we take a look at the schedule? Yep. No, you don't want to do the schedule. Okay. Yeah, see, they can go one. Two. It's a schedule. Okay. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Week week zero, August twenty sixth. They get Hawaii, which I believe they won that game last year, right? They ran away with it. Yeah. At home this time, yeah. too. Yes, okay. which could be a win. Okay, so uh, week one. They did. Alabama I think they'll win this time. Yeah. Yeah, Alabama A&M in, on uh, September 2nd. Then September 9th at Wake Forest. Loss. September 16th at UNLV. Loss. That should be a win. On the 23rd. UNLV. You're going out west there, so I'm saying loss. That's that's a that's which will tough. Be, that's probably a loss. That's a tough game for them. Okay. So we got we got win win loss loss win win loss loss. I say they all right. Kentucky win that game. Kentucky probably lost with, with Cohen. The back. UNLV. I know. Did I say win at UNLV. Okay. So loss with Kentucky? Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely going loss on this Miz- one. Yeah. Mizzou? Mizzou, uh, I'll, I'll say loss there as well. At Florida? Loss. Uh, yeah. Georgia? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the bye week. And then, then I mean, did, 
Did, is did it they, at, they is it at Mizzou or is it home? I'm just kidding. Uh, the Mizzou game? We're, we're like three weeks past Mizzou. Lost. Yeah, Mizzou is at home. That's that's <laughs> that's in front of about ten fans. Yeah. No. Okay, cool. All right. So uh October twenty eighth at Ole Miss. Loss. I think they could win Mizzou. Eleven four. Auburn. Yeah. Auburn. I'll say I'll say win win at Auburn. I think they figure something out there. Really? Loss. That's that's interesting. First year head coach. Vandy likes beating first year that's head coaches a loss. in the SEC. At South Carolina. Loss. And then Tennessee lost. No, 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 no. We have the bye week again. They got they got two of them since they started week zero. There is no week zero. It's week one. Oh Eight, tw- on, on August 26th? Yes. Week one is just more than a week. Probably a loss. I, I'm not calling it week zero. I'm one of those. I'm not calling it week zero. That's dumb. I can't do it. <laughs> week not really one. It's week zero. Week or half. Or you, could, you could be week 1.1, week 1.2. <laughs> that's, 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 that's Week sauce. That's what we'll call it. Fair. Fair. And they then, always play Tennessee tough. Yeah, but it's in Knoxville. That they're they're losing that. So I got what? Well, we have a win-win pending on Mizzou. And that I mean, you know. I mean, and and UNLV. That's four, and then they're having three. Ta- ta- Taylor, you you give the Miracle Auburn one too. So yeah, it's it's they're probably winning. They're probably going two or three, or what three or four. Two, either two or three wins out of conference, and then maybe maybe one win in conference. So, maybe. yeah, I think they get two. I think they do in six in conference. That's what I, I think. You think they're beating Mizzou and who else? Ole Miss is what he's no, he said Mizzou and maybe Florida. Them. No, they're maybe. not beating Florida. They're not. They're not beating Florida in the swamp. That's not happening. <laughs> yeah, that, that is. That is they, yeah, at, at Florida. They played them. It's at Florida. Okay. Yes. Yeah, it's in the swamp. Yes. Florida can be terrible and okay. sleepwalk and still beat them. Yeah. God, this game is dry. Uh, I think I don't. Florida's going to be very good. I really don't. Well, they still could be bad, but they're still not going to be. They're just they're going to be able to beat Vandy in that kind of game off of just talent <laughs> advantage alone. You can run, <coughs> you can run the, the triple option and thirty-two dive with the talent gap there. He says this Didn't about Florida, but it still says that Auburn is going to lose. <laughs> well, Auburn's a first-year head coach. That's the whole thing. And another thing too, Florida. Kirby lost to Vandy week one, week year one. Billy Napier loses to Vandy year one. Just saying. Well, in Florida, have a lot of questions at quarterback too. They're 
I'm not I'm not sold on their quarterback play right now. I mean, now. I'm not sitting here saying that Auburn's going to be great. I'm just saying that. If you can't see seven wins out of that schedule, though, there's <laughs> an issue, though. Because With who? There's at least six or seven wins on that schedule. For, for Auburn. Ooh, I, I, I can't do that. They'll be anywhere from six wins to eight wins. There's games in there that's winnable, though. There's they just got too much, too much to fix for them to. I think they're going I, to win a game that they should not win. Yeah, it's the, a good year for them is making a bowl game. I thought. <laughs> yeah, we were, but we got bored because Vandy. We just we just said that Vandy was going to win like maybe three games or four. Ah, oh, Fred, you've gone silent. All right, nah. so since we can't they're going to go four or five wins. As soon as they'll get at least talking. Yeah, that, there it is. There it is. Yeah, that's right. So they'll go at least four wins. Um, I spell my name with two L's. It's the same, but it's okay. Yes, he took the L twice. I'm not getting anything. Nope, but he'll start talking pretty soon. The audio will come in at some point. So Kirby Smart gets up there and says that better never rests. I don't yep. understand why you're saying that. Why? Why did he say better never rest? Well, that's pretty simple. That's a simple – that's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, he went into more detail <laughs> about that with um, – the team actually studied, I believe it was the New Zealand Blacks, um, which is like the most dominant, they're incredibly dominant uh, rugby team that uh, has like the highest win percentage. Yes, he did. Pretty much any team is what he said. Um, so from them studying that, that's one of the slogans that they actually kind of borrowed from there and they've applied it to uh, the, the UGA football team this year heading into uh, the season after, I mean, you win going back to back is what makes it hard is I think you end up getting, this is any kind of, I don't want to call it a dynasty yet because it's two titles. It's not three, but um, you end up having kids come in that believe that that's, that they have the resume that they don't, they think that, Oh, because I have this G on my helmet or in Bama's case, I have this crimson on my jersey that, because I'm already here, I'm automatically I'm him. When I've arrived, yeah. When like you, you still got to put the results on the field. You still got to. You don't have anything. You don't have any accomplishments yet. You you haven't done anything. He's just fighting complacency. That's all he's doing. Yep. I mean, that's the only that's the only challenge he has right now is fighting complacency. Well, and you get this is definitely something I've seen with. Um, Duke and Kentucky experienced this and, and on the hardwood a ton. You're going to get everybody's best game when you have this kind of reputation at this point. It's everybody's the Super Bowl for everybody. Yeah, everybody's going to come. Their best like game will be the week that they play you. Like Cal always says, we're everybody's Super Bowl. 
they bring out the t-shirts they bring out the the, the pants they bring everything out when Tucky comes to town well i hope everybody's wearing pants well you get you get where i was going with it <laughs> i hope they don't do that for us i like being able to go to road games it's the fun part with pants on i assume um, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> unless unless it's like a unless it's i don't know it's like we play early this year, like it's South Carolina, and it's still going to be like outside. Yeah, five five inch inseams for that day. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Yeah. All right. Can you guys hear now? Sometimes. Sometimes it's very very delayed. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. That was about 10 well, Mississippi's. I think I can't. My remember. internet is well, terrible we do have a state here. right now, and I've got to figure out how, how to fix it. So, well, let, let's transition from that to make it to Mississippi State. 10 <laughs> Mississippi's. Do they get 10 wins? Yes, no. Let's pull up their schedule. Yeah, their schedule is uh, they're going to not get 10 wins, but uh, I got it right here. So uh, September 2nd, Southeast Louisiana. Dub. Arizona. Win. LSU. Loss. At South Carolina. Ooh, that's a good game. Uh, let me think on that one. That sounds like the epitome of a uh, noon kickoff on the SEC network. That's like the best game of the day. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, I'll, say, I'll say loss there. I'll say South Carolina gets that one. Okay. Uh, Bama on the 30th. Very close loss. They can't pull it out. Western Michigan on the 7th. Win, obviously. The bye week at Arkansas. They're losing the bye week? (laughs) That's good. God, this is bad. All right. Uh, At Arkansas? I'll say I'll say win. It's a win. Wow. At Auburn. Win. Taylor, you just absolutely do not want Auburn to win. But that's just because you're a Georgia fan. I actually hate the Gators more than anyone else, but that's also weird. Why would you hate the Gators more than anybody else? <laughs> they're our biggest rival. What do you mean? No, they're not. They're not a rival at all. They there's I I mean where 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 are, you, where are you from? I, I just got to ask because. Cause what is my name? <laughs> I can't. I have no idea. I can't see it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm from Birmingham. Yes, okay. okay. they are. Hey. Gators, look, Gators are our biggest rival. It's, I it's, went to. I went, I went down to the, I went down to the swamp and we won down there. I mean, I mean, what. Like you guys can't even play in this one. Yeah, but they they still no. suck. But I still hate them. Yeah. I mean, it's part of it. Like like it can't be Auburn can never be one for me because Auburn's you have to you both have to see each other as number one. Auburn's number one will always be Bama, and so because I don't that, like no no I think Georgia. I dislike Georgia more than I dislike Bama. How does that happen? I don't think how, I've did, ever, how does that happen. <laughs> I don't think I've ever met an Auburn. I, I've I've met I've met so many Auburn people that are like I could go one and eleven, but as long as we beat Bama, that's all I care about. <laughs> I 
I guess I'm just immune to Bama. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's that's strange, though. I know Are you, but Auburn you, and Alabama fans. Yeah, I know a lot of Auburn and Alabama fans, too. We all hate Georgia. <laughs> they hate us because they ain't us. Because we ain't us? Because they, I'm, I, I don't oh think God. The, the <laughs> Mississippi State <laughs> schedule. Yes, uh, Kentucky. Uh, win. A and M at A and M. Loss. Southern Miss. Win. And they all hate Thanksgiving. Other too. Egg Bowl. Ooh, Egg Bowl. Uh, I'll say I'll say win since they're the home team in the NBA. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight wins for Mississippi State, according to Taylor. Brad's saying something. Yeah, Brad's like, oh my god, this is terrible. Mississippi State's getting eight wins. I just I didn't agree that, to this. <laughs> I sense that Miss State game being the game that Kentucky Kentucky's it up. I think that's the game that Kentucky inevitably drops that they shouldn't because Kentucky. So, so here's the here's the question: Is Mississippi State's offense the air raid, or is it something else? I think I think they'll probably. I, I think that's I too know. high. I mean, did how many games? Opinion. How many games did they win last year? Whoa, let's let's go figure that out. I don't remember. Huh? They probably it probably right. They went nine and four last year, so I mean, they went nine and four. But remember, they're it's a not first a, year head coach. It's not going to be a raid. But he's been in – it's different because he's been in the – I know it sounds like I'm making up rules as I go along, but he actually took over – he took over in the middle of last year. He's not a first-year head coach. Like, that means – Yeah, but, but 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 Hugh Freeze – They went nine in for including the bowl win. Yeah, but the, but the complete lack of talent that he – that Auburn has to deal with is – that's their biggest – they have no depth, no, and that's the biggest. That's the name of the game in the SEC is depth, and you if you don't have any of that, then you're going to struggle. So, yep. Let me see. I think they. I think I remember correctly that I think Miss State like finished the season pretty well. Trying to think of what their schedule was at the end of the season last year. Ah. Let's see. Took, so Mississippi State was nine and over four for the bowl and game, and then yeah, because I didn't think the uh, I didn't think it happened in the middle of the season. I thought it happened at the very end. So they finished the season um, three wins with uh, three the wins. Mississippi three game winning streak. State is Will Rogers. Correct. It's the offense, Will Rogers, and they don't have their best receiver because Georgia took them. 
he just went gone. <laughs> what? I lost Brad on my screen. I don't know if you guys lost him. Yeah, we lost him. Yeah, I figured this that. happened multiple times yesterday. So don't don't worry, he'll come back. He'll respawn somewhere. Do else. not fret. <laughs> they went. Uh, they went five and one to finish the season, and their loss in the second half, or just past the second half, was to Georgia. So, yes, it was. Oh man, taking a look at this uh, Brave score. It's now thirteen to twelve. It's gone back and forth again. Good lord! Like I said, that game was drunk. <laughs> That's like a Big Ten football score right there. Yeah, they are really struggling to score. Oh, Brad's back, but he's very confused. I'll tell you, you were gone for a little bit, but now you're back, and I'm glad to see you. Still can't hear you. You got to try like a mobile hotspot or something here, dude. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, look, the hotspot is definitely opposite from being frozen Brad. So. But uh, so Mississippi State, like, what else? Uh, what else do we need to talk about from Mississippi State other than we think they're going to go eight and four? I I think it's I guess I know to a lot of the outside people it sounds eight and four sounds like a lot for Mississippi State, but we do have to keep in mind how this is kind of the weakest the West has been in a long time, like. Auburn's going to struggle this year. I was trying, um, trying to reset it. So, you know. I don't know if it worked but, or not. Um, it's, it's, I think really it depends on if some of the teams like, uh, like if Arkansas is kind of plateaued here, that kind of, they're Mississippi State's the team that benefits from the, the Arkansas and the, and the Ole Misses from struggling the most compared to some of the other teams in the West. Yeah, but is Ole Miss going to struggle? If they can't uh, learn how – if Link Hifford can't learn how to coach defense, then – He'll not. never learn how to coach defense. He might have to call his dad or something. Yeah, because that the, the way that they didn't – they started, what, 7-0 and and finished 8-4 and to last year? Like, it was rough in the second half of the year for them. Yes, so that is that is true. They um, they were not good down the stretch. But um, is that it for Mississippi State? Or do we have anything else to talk about them? I don't have anything to add for that. <laughs> so now, Georgia or Auburn? I can go either one. I have them both right here. <laughs> Auburn, alphabetical order. <laughs> I was like, I got them right here. And that's kind of normal for them. what they do. To go alphabetical order, yes. <laughs> <laughs> was it this bad yesterday? Yes, it was. It was really bad. So, Auburn. Uh, they obviously have a new head coach in Hugh Freeze, nah. who will change slight more of a 
it's philosophy. All and, burn. Yeah, that's what we said. <laughs> the comedic timing of this is great. I'm loving this. <laughs> yeah, we said Auburn. Auburn is like the guy that Either doesn't one. know how to play Halo that throws that just throws hand grenades. Okay, that's that's what they are. Come on, yeah. let's go. Oh, only only tries trick shots. That's right. And <laughs> every now and then they nail it, and it's yes great. about three sixty no. Does land? It was worse. <laughs> it was worse it every time. <laughs> look, I mean, while being an Auburn fan and being an, an alum, look, I I get the comedic deal with with Auburn. It is they they are a team that is the the constant unknown. You do not know what you're about to see. It is Jekyll and Hyde all the way, and they could be when they're really good. They are really good. That crowd at, at Jordan Hare is awesome. When they are bad, they can be really bad, and it becomes, you know, unwatchable. Like <laughs> last year. So, um, I'm interested to see how do you feel about Peyton Thorne stepping in as the new quarterback. Uh, we can't be worse than what we've been. So. Um, I feel like he has a level of at least steadiness to everything. Um, I think that, that there could be, um, just a, maybe a calm, but just because of the fact that he has played a lot of D one football, but he hasn't played at this level. I mean, it's D1, it's Big Ten, but it's not, you know, SEC. So, yeah, that's a fair point. But but he gets UMass, he gets a, he gets a game before traveling out west to play a Pac-12 school, and then uh, and then they get Sanford before getting the SEC schedule started. Well, you know, I'll say this about Auburn. You was talking about last year where it was a circus. A lot of that had to do. A lot of that had to do with the fact that, you know, the, the old coach. Um, I'm trying to think of his name. Brian uh, Harson. Yes, yes. Harson. There was a lot of locker room, social media stuff going. You know what I mean? Yes. And it just caused a lot of friction. Yeah, there was also a lot of friction within the uh, the the. the the power brokers as well. Yep. So it's, I think they're all aligned now because I think everybody wanted to freeze. Yeah. So, so that had a lot to do with it too, though. I think, I like, yeah. I like the, the hire though. I, I think a lot of people are kind of looking at it from freeze's record and of itself at Ole Miss and then forgetting about the fact that it's Ole Miss um, so you're kind of limited of what you can do, but the ability to scheme up plays in, in a very simple way, um, especially with you go and look back at some of the way after. Um, but basically he was able to, I think when they played Bama, what was it? 2014, 2015, whichever year it was Chad Kelly at quarterback, um, it was a simple deal of if they had two high safeties running mm-hmm. inside zone. Yeah. 
that's when you can throw and have the mismatches with the receivers like Treadwell and those guys. So very. But simple. you could, but you could have, you could have the, you know, the game like Bo Wallace where you just bounce it off of helmets. Yeah, that's that's definitely it. While you're getting like in the middle of going to the ground because it's like, oh my god, I got to throw it. It, it low key is a, now that I think about it, it's kind of like Bo Wallace walked so Bo Nix could run a little bit with just like the chaotic play and like. Yeah, well, I mean, Bo Wallace, Bo Wallace just took from Eli Manning's Super Bowl, you know, film and said, let me just do this at your alma mater. Yep. That's exactly what happened. And then Bo Nix was like, look at me play backyard football. I'm going to run around. I'm going to watch Johnny Manziel and run around and do everything. But, hey, it got him a win at LSU. First time that that had happened since 1999. So – now our longest losing streak, I think, is Georgia. Hadn't won there since 2005. So, okay. yeah. And that was a miracle play, by the way. Do you remember that one? I am too young for that. Fourth and, <laughs> fourth and 13. Hit, hit a pass deep over the middle. Uh, went all the way down to about the two or three-yard line. Fumbled it into the end zone. Recovered it in the end zone before it went out of bounds. Because you can't fumble it forward and recover it in the end zone. They brought the ball out, wasted 30 seconds, kicked a field goal with zero time, 31-30. <laughs> so, it's like a little bit like a, the Pig Howard game with Georgia and Tennessee there. Right. So that was, that, was just, that was just a it – was, it was, I think, a rum should do that caught a Brandon Cox pass over the middle and ran it to the, ran it to the corners, getting ready to go in and – fumbled it forward, but it did not go out of bounds. And they recovered it into in the end zone, and so they brought the ball out to the spot of the fumble, which was like the two-yard line, and it was pretty much just run it right into the middle of the line of scrimmage, take a knee, kick the field goal, and uh, that won the game. Who knew a fumble could be so beneficiary? I know, I know. <laughs> Well, I mean, look, Auburn again with the weird, the weird luck. I mean, 2010 when a guy that never fumbles the ball fumbles at what 20 yards down the sideline somehow an oblong ball did not bounce right, stayed forward, and then got recovered. I mean, that was crazy. Don't know how that happened. <laughs> the miracle of Jordan Hare. Yeah, which six. happened. To, yeah, in the same year. <laughs> again, strange, strange things happen. Um, but like I said, Auburn is that team that is that is that guy that plays Halo or any first person shooter that doesn't know actually how to play the game and just launches, you know, grenades. There, there are two two things I fear more than anything else as a Georgia fan. One is the voodoo magic of Auburn. Correct. And two, everyone should fear that is the grass at Neyland Stadium. That is, those are the two things that I fear the most as a Georgia fan because, yeah. well, crazy this happens with Auburn, obviously. And then every time we go to Neyland Stadium, we lose like half of our two players to injury because their uh, agricultural program is lacking. In uh, that, that's because they've got the, 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 what is it, the morgue underneath? The uh, blind side little reference there. Yeah. Bodies got buried the, underneath the field. That's yeah. right. Get <laughs> the morgue. So they're just reaching up. It's just 
from beyond and grabbing all the Georgia players. That's it. But, uh, yeah, so we can go through this schedule while Brad is, you know, away. Uh, on September 2nd, Auburn plays UMass. I would assume you say a win there, right? Yeah. Uh, at Cal. Win. Sanford. Win. Good. They're 3-0 and going into at Texas A&M. Remember, Auburn actually wins at Texas A&M. They lose at home to Texas A&M. So let's – Oh, that's an interesting uh, predicament there. I'll say check, I'll check say, the tape. I'll, check the tape. I'll, I'll I'll say A&M for now. I'll talk, I'll, ta- I'll 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 keep I'll keep that in mind though. Yes, on the line. Just, I'll keep word of that. Hey, hey, I'm the one that was on this show telling everybody that A&M would beat LSU. I just thought it would be hilarious to see it, and it happened. So, just just letting you know. All right, now the deepest. The Deep South's oldest rivalry at home. I'll, I, I think we know the result. How much? By how much? What's 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 what, gonna... what's the uh, what is 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 it is it a beat down in Jordan Air or is it a, a respectable game? I, I think it's a it's one of those. Uh, I'll, I'll call it a like. What are we doing? When it's a quarter and a half of. Sloppy play. And so you're saying that it's like Georgia playing against – like any team playing against Missouri last year? Not, not to the Missouri extent. Because uh, Auburn took that one down to the wire. <laughs> I'm, I'm, oh, that's, that, was the, that was the field goal fast in overtime. That, um, was, that, was the, that was the thicker kicker. Couldn't hit a, a, a 22-yarder or whatever it was, yeah, an extra yeah. point. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was. I think, uh, I think that that the the Auburn game for Georgia that seems like one of those. It's like sloppy play for like a quarter and a half, kind of one of those like what are we doing moments, and then by the third quarter it's kind of like exhale. So it's like twenty seven to three. I think we'll score. I think you guys will get a touchdown, and then we'll score a little bit more than that because we'll. It's for freeze. I don't think Hugh Freeze is get is gonna be held to three points in any game. So. Okay. I was just giving your defense really high regard there. Yeah. (laughs) All right. All right. They got the bye week uh, at LSU. The last time Auburn played there, they won. Oh, my God. That's something that we couldn't have said in about 20-something years. (laughs) I saw a close, close loss there. Close loss. Ole Miss. I think, who do we say on, what did I say on this one for Ole Miss? I don't think we went through Ole Miss yet anyway. We, I'll haven't, say, we haven't looked at Ole Miss. We've only I'll, say, I'll say win. win. I'll, say, I'll say Jordan Hare environment wins in that game. Okay. Well, then the Jordan Hare environment wins, but then they play the other Mississippi school at home, which you've already stated as a loss. Yeah. Okay. Very schizophrenic, much like Auburn. Uh, at Vandy, you I think were I said, saying you I think said, I said loss. Yeah, I said loss. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll be consistent here. I'll keep it consistent. Yeah. All right, Arkansas. Ooh. Weird stuff happens against Arkansas. Usually, it's at Arkansas when we do pull all the weird stuff against them. But well, well Arkansas, you know, like, Arkansas like we will like, like spike the ball game. forward. Arkansas will like win a big game early in the year. You're like, they're going to take the next step this year. And then they'll like lose three or four to teams. They have no business 
losing. Yeah, to, is, is Auburn one of those teams? Uh, I'll say I say Arkansas wins this game. Wow, you are really going against it. New Mexico State. You're saying win. I hope win. Yeah, and then uh, Bama. You think you think they could pull the miracle of miracles? <sighs> it's at home. It's at home. That's all yeah. I have to say. Uh, very. I'm gonna say a lot like uh, the 21 game. I'll say the. I'll say this. Auburn always plays Alabama close. Always has. That's that's, that's why I say the 21. That's uh. That's not true. Just look at 2011, 2012, well, 2000. The last uh, few years. 20. I mean, except for maybe one or two games. <laughs> except for maybe one or two games. They one or two. There's a lot of games yeah, in the era that we got our ass kicked. I, I think it's, it's not as much um, them always playing them close. It's uh-huh. they play them close in the years where there's no way to really like explain it. Like Roger McCreary suddenly becoming a freaking Darrell Revis and locking down JMO and that receiving core for like half the game, of course. Yeah, but that was, but but then, but then the, uh, I mean, the interception was just because it threw it off the guy's back. Um, <laughs> you're thinking a different game. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, but yeah, and Mac Jones, the, the, the turnovers there. Gosh. Yeah, one of them was his fault. The other one was, you know, the flukiness of Jordan uh, Hare. Yep. Because <laughs> one of them, he he threw it in between. Kind of didn't know whether he wanted to throw it to the deep receiver or the shallow receiver. Threw it in between, and that just happened to be where the Auburn guy was. I think you could even throw the voodoo. The I think you could even throw in the in eighteen the the touchdown pass to Calcaterra. I think is how you say it. I probably butchered the crap out of that, but the toe tapper in the corner of the end zone to over over Pat Sertain of all corners. Oh, that was. Um, that was 18, I think. Maybe 19. No, it was 19. Yeah. It was 19. It was Bo. Because that was two. It was, Bo's, it, was, it was Bo's freshman year. Yeah. Um, and it was – that was not his name, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, that was Sal Canella. Canella, okay. Sal Canella, Some... the, the, the Italian. Sal Canella. Yeah. Instead of even dirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that was Sal Canella. Uh and and he had a couple of those catches just throughout his career, but it was like he was one of those Enigma receivers, you know, tight end receiver type players that you're always like he would disappear for like three or four games and then he'd come back up making awesome catch and you're like, Where is this guy? Where's this guy been? And then it's like, oh, he disappears for several games and then makes one of those catches. I mean, he's got a few of them that he that he has in his career where it's just like unbelievable highlight, but then he goes silent for several games. Yeah. Didn't throw it at him. Didn't even look in his direction. So, who knows? <laughs> but, yeah, no, no, no. Auburn's got the – like, that. that's why I, I – it's not that I'm trying to show my fandom or, you know, look through the orange and blue glasses. It's that this is one of those years that even though everything looks like it should go against Auburn, does it necessarily, does it, you know, will everything go against Auburn? 
I get I get what you mean too of like it's it's the the unexplainable magic of Auburn. It's the, it's the unexplainable what the heck just happened. I mean, 2013 is one of those. Okay, first year head coach, we went three and nine the year before, and all of a sudden, you know, you're playing for a national title and you know completely blew the game. Should have had a 20, 2013 title, but instead blew it. Blew a huge league. Right. So. You know, inexplainable. Uh, that was Tommy Tuberville. Yeah. Except Brad says six wins for Auburn. Uh, I thought he was saying that it was six times beating Bama in a row, which was – that was the Tommy Tuberville running off the field doing this. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. So six wins here. But we, we've counted up one, two, three – Four, five. It looks like going five and seven again. It's what you have here. I don't, I don't think that that's uh, that that's going to happen. I mean, in my opinion, that they beat Mississippi State, they beat uh, A and M, and they possibly can snag Arkansas. I think well, they can get two of the two of those three. Like so, you said too, they'll most likely. Uh, They'll most likely win a game that they're not supposed to, you know? Right. Win some weird, stupid games against Auburn. I'm going to tell you something. I tell people this all the time. Whenever you go to Auburn, crazy stuff happens. That's right. At Jordan Hare. Like, there's something under that grass that just – I don't know, yes. man. It's it's like there's a, there's a voodoo doll underneath there. It's like we have turf grass management students yeah, that know how to – Keep a field up. Well, it's just the, uh, it's just the, uh, you know, the history of of Jordan Hare. Like, there's just so much that is happening in that stadium. Yes, yes. There's a lot that have that has happened in that stadium. You know, I look at last year. You know, what was it? The Missouri game. Yeah, the Missouri, Missouri game was uh, was, was stupid. Should, that, it was that absolutely was prime, stupid. That was a prime example. Yes. Missouri should – who won that? Auburn won, right? Auburn won. But Missouri should have won it, but they fumbled the ball going into the end zone. That, right? was, the, that was the dumbest game. Who does that? One of the like, dumbest wins ever. So so that's more of like Auburn didn't really win it. They just didn't not – they just didn't lose it. Missouri lost it. <laughs> well, it wasn't so let's, just, let's just say Missouri lost. Let's call it what it is. Missouri it was, lost that game. Even, they should have won that game. That they point. didn't. It shouldn't even have got to that point, to be honest with you, because the game should have been over – when Harrison, um, I'm trying to think, the kick, the kicker from Missouri. Yeah, when the thicker he, he kicker should have kick. kicked, should have kicked the field goal and won. Yeah, and he missed it. Maris, I think it's Harrison. Is it Harrison Maris or something? I don't know. I just called him the thicker kicker. His last name, He's just a big dude. He hit a he hit, missed a chip shot field goal that would have won the game. Yes, and I'm like that fumble should have never even been in that. You should have never even been in that position. As I've stated. That game was on my birthday. Uh, <laughs> Auburn is now 8-0 on my birthday. They were 7-0, and and we got some voodoo magic to make it 8-0. You're welcome. That was just, that was just one of those <laughs> games where where if he was the opposite, if he was the opposing team, you had nightmares after the game was over. Like, it was just – Yep. Just one of those deals where something, you know, happened and – you just got to look towards the next game. That's right. That's right. 
which Missouri had a lot of them games last year. The Kentucky game with the punter, they was Missouri had a lot of games where they just went, they went, their brains went, their brains froze late in the game. But, I mean, they had Georgia late. Georgia yeah, figured was, out how to play. That never happened. That game They figured out that they were Georgia, and they were like, oh, wait, we're much better than these guys. Well, and I knew I knew Georgia would win because Missouri didn't have the offense to beat them. Well, I mean, I knew Georgia was going to win because they were Georgia. And eventually Georgia was going to wake up. Yeah. That, that game had me sweating, not going to lie. I was a little – Okay, which game had you sweating more? The Missouri game or the Ohio State game? Oh, there's there's sweating and then there's heart palpitations. That was the Peach Bowl was heart palpitations. That's a whole other level. That's what we call being an Auburn fan. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I might have actually said that because I love it. We this is how Auburn feels every game. I oh my like, God! Collapsed into the ground and I was like. So that's what oh, I think I actually said something like, so this is what Auburn fans feel like. <laughs> every game. That is exactly how we feel. Every game. So Bo Nix probably took like 10 years off every Auburn fan's life. Which I can yeah. see. I can see Auburn winning six or seven games. It just depends on which Auburn team shows up. You know? I mean, look, I can see I can see Auburn being five and seven. I mean, I can see that this this legitimately could happen. What what you've predicted, I'm not going to go against it, you know. But I also could see that they go and do some dumb stuff and pull off eight wins. You know, I honestly nine would be just being you know would be you know somebody getting off their rocker saying nine wins, but eight wins is doable you know you lose the the georgia the bama the lsu and then you pick one other sec team and you you win all the other ones so that's not it's not unheard of and you don't you don't have the penn state game to hurt the to hurt like you you have the easier games for the out-of-conference schedule this year correct and i mean like they i mean honestly you have a different coach in that that game goes a different way yeah I mean, because that was that was stupid. That should have been that crowd was ready to explode, and Penn State took the life out of them. And I blame the former head coach for it. It's yeah. his fault. And I got to see his very first game as an Auburn head coach, and then I saw his very last game as an Auburn head coach. So. Can you can you get worse than Robbie Ashford at quarterback? I, I don't think you can. Well, I mean, we did have Jeremy Johnson at quarterback at one point. We had Sean White at quarterback at one point. Jeremy Johnson, the next Cam Newton, according to every Auburn fan I talked to. That, yes, for that season. Correct. That is you're you're not lying, and uh, that Same is exactly what the uh, what the thoughts were. Same thing with um, not just Bo Nix. I think Joey Gatewood also, I think, is included in that conversation. Yeah, and Joey Gatewood only saw a handful of snaps. He saw he got like a couple of starts, but for uh, Kentucky, not Auburn. So. Correct, and is transferred yet again. And he's probably playing his like fourth or fifth position. Probably. So, you know. Transfer uh, Portal University next to Tate Martell. Right. So – yeah, good lord. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, again, it's just it's it's all over the board uh, with uh, with that team. So uh, on to uh, on to Georgia. Sure, that works for me. Well, look, uh, better never sleeps. Exactly. Or never rests. Sorry, never rests. Same thing. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I just said, look, never rest better. I mean, just change the wording. That sounds you know, like a sleep number commercial. Or a holiday in. Yeah. Same kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, of of the of the coach speaks that Kirby Smart has I don't want to say come up with because he didn't come up with the most recent one. I think I don't think you're topping um or not practicing to beat anybody. We're practicing to beat everybody. I don't think you can top that. I think that's number one for years to come. Uh, especially with what followed that saying. Um, but oh yeah, a lot of really good things to say, uh, just even on an individual level about the guys that all came to um, that did media day with him. Uh, he really focused on with uh, Brock Bowers being because Brock is very quiet, does does not enjoy the media conversations, um, and that's it almost acted as a way to um, kind of show that he's human in a way because some of the yeah. things he does on the football field, I'm like, how is that possible? But um, I just. I'm very excited, obviously, heading into this year. Correct. Um, Makes sense. There's definitely going to be – there's like, like two years ago it was it was Tennessee. There's When you have a schedule like this that coming in, everybody's like this is an easy schedule, there mm-hmm. is always one game that nobody sees being um, – I don't even want to say I, it. I was, I, was, I was getting ready to ask who – is the one opponent that nobody is nobody I, thinks could do it, but you think could could make make it a game. Uh, that's uh, that's tough. Or uh, if if Georgia were to slip up, who is it against? So the the slip up game, I probably would say Tennessee on the road. Um, Auburn could be tough. Just Jordan Hare alone. Um, the crossover game this year is Ole Miss, which right. Kirby has not beat. We've only played them one time under Kirby, and we lost to them in his first year. So again, that was the first year. Yeah. So, but so I mean, Kirby. Look, so everybody gives everybody gives everybody gives Saban the 2007 season as a pass. Well, I, I say that because I, I, that takes it out as the contention because Kirby will be able to use find a way to use what happened in 2016 as motivation for the team to not come out and play, to come out and play up to par, uh, up to a championship caliber team. Right. Look, I just think that if Auburn is 4-0 and if and if Georgia is 4-0, that's just going to be an amazing game. The environment for sure, 1,000%. Uh, um, Notice I, that I said if Georgia were 4-0, that's not going to be an if, that's when Georgia's 4-0. <laughs> so – um, because I mean, you're only playing. I see, I see what you're doing. Here. You're only you, you you only play one school in the uh, in the first four games. Yep, South South Carolina. Correct. That's the one. I was going to say it was UT Martin, but then that would just be just an offense to everybody else. 
<laughs> so do you have do you have to show any animosity to UT Martin given that Ty Simpson's dad is the head coach at UT Martin? No, I, I did not even know that, so I wasn't really doing well, that. The more you know. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, a lot of the see as a Georgia fan, there's always certain matchups that hit that aren't annuals that typically come up like like when Georgia has to go to Baton Rouge to play LSU. Right. That's like that's always a tough game for us. Yeah. For reason. So, the, so or at uh, Bama. Yeah, at, at Bama. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of these teams in the West that are good when we have to go to them, even um, like Mississippi State is kind of been a little bit of a struggle bus up until this past season. So um, seeing that a lot of the, the tough games um, are like or usual tough games, obviously it's an odd year. So it's Tennessee on the road and Auburn on the road are the two main ones to focus on. But right. South Carolina is the team that I kind of see as the up and coming team in the East. And we handled them very well last year and that game. Yeah. Home. And it's not really like the South Carolina teams from back when, you know, Spurrier or, you know, even the, maybe the first year or so with Muschamp. I'm trying to think of the years in which they, but all of those that, that when South Carolina snuck up and, and, and got Georgia was at South Carolina playing at Williams Bryce Stadium at either at either 11 a.m. Uh, or, or noon over in uh, Eastern or um, it was, it's a noon kickoff on Jefferson Pilot. Yeah, there you go. 17 to 14 with a minute and a half to go. Yeah. And South Carolina's got the ball in the red zone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it's not that. Like, that's not going to happen. Uh, not this year, I don't think. Um, but yeah, South Carolina was that team that I would have uh, that that I would have uh, you know put out there. But you know, who knows? Um, I like what Beamer's doing there. I think he can definitely yeah. give time. It's it's a steady build. Um, so that's that's something where maybe it's going to take a few years to hit that true ceiling, but they're obviously with the success. Oh yeah. We had, they're going to be a lot more patient with them. Right. So, So, but uh, we can go through the schedule and um, I mean, I don't really see too many places where our Georgia is going to lose. I'll just, I'll just cut to the chase. I'll say 12 and 0. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, but I was just more doing it just so that people understand who, who Georgia actually plays. So, Uh, week one is UT Martin. Week two is Ball State. Week three is South Carolina. Week four is UHB. Then they traveled at uh, to Auburn. Um, then they have Kentucky at home. Then at Bandy. And then it's the bye week before the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Uh, I guess we really can't say that, but that's what it is. Uh, it's in Jacksonville against Florida. Uh, Mizzou at home, Ole Miss at home, at Tennessee, where you think might be the, the slip-up if it's not Auburn, and then at Georgia Tech. And while Georgia Tech may have a coach that brings Georgia Tech back, uh, it ain't happening this first year. <laughs> no. Nah. So. But – uh, yeah, I mean, I was just more trying to get through that. Uh, how about um, 
Carson Beck. Do you think Carson Beck is the guy this year? I think he's definitely going to be QB1 this year. Um, the biggest difference you can see with Georgia is um, lose, in losing Darnell Washington, Kirby Smart has actually tried to um, use the transfer portal to kind of counter that with um, – Listen, like the, the the pocket passing style that that Carson Beck has, um, I think with that his ability to use play action, that's the reason you see Georgia go and get Dominic Lovett and Rara Thomas out of the transfer portal. It's going to be a lot, a little bit less of the twelve personnel looks, maybe some of, more of the eleven personnel, um, putting a lot of the speedy guys in the slot. Um, I still look for um, Oscar Delp at tight end to take on a bigger role to help him out there. Uh, he's a Georgia guy uh, from, I think he's from Forsyth area, um, or that could be lost and lucky. But um, I think Beck, it's, it's about consistency and limiting turnovers, the two biggest things that have kept Carson from being a starter up until this point. So and then, two things well, and should be doing pretty well. And then what about the running backs? Running backs, well, you return a lot of the guys. Uh, Kenny McIntosh goes off to the Seahawks, but you return Kendall Milton, who right. can be a big-time back if he can stay healthy. Now that's a big if. Uh, right. And then you got Dejon Edwards, who's a guy that is, his physical tools don't really come out at you, don't really jump off the page. But uh, even going back to the COVID season, there's times where Georgia had a multi-possession lead, those situations where – um, I guess even to this day how they use them, you know Georgia's going to run the ball. It's the clock. It's two clock time. It's death march time to use um, kind of one of Kirby's speech. You know you're going to hand it off and number 30 is going to get the ball. Dejan still consistently has success. I would like to see the running backs be able to limit the fumbles. That was too much of a problem. If there was anything to critique with the offense last year, it was fumbling the ball in the run game. So – that's something to look out for. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but yeah, no, I was that. That's why I didn't think like maybe the uh, the Auburn game wouldn't be so like massive of a blowout because it would just be Georgia running the ball <laughs> the whole time. It looked a lot like that 2016 game where it was it was bad. <laughs> it was still like twenty-seven nothing or whatever. I think it was. The Malcolm Smith pick six was literally the only highlight for either team in that game. So, yeah. Um, so I, I'm. I think it's a guy that I would, if I had to pick a sleeper guy, I guess from Georgia's team this year, mm-hmm. I'd probably go Dylan Bell at receiver. Um, he's a guy that's comes at, used in the red zone a lot last year. He knows how to create separation, and he has a really good understanding of just space in the open field and learning how to find a soft spot in the zone. Got a good bit of playing time as a younger guy last year, so look for him to be a to have a bigger role heading into the season with A.D. Mitchell going off to Texas as well. Yeah, and then it uh, looks like Brad's asking some questions here. He's asking uh, – who is the SEC challenge, which I think you pretty much kind of nailed that one with uh, either Tennessee or Auburn yeah. for, for, for Georgia. National challenge, I mean, honestly, uh, I mean, really any of your normal teams that you would see in the playoffs would still be a challenge. I mean, you're, I mean, as long as you don't have those kind of fluky TCU teams that show up, which, again, everybody and their mother knew 
what was the outcome was going to be of that game. And, uh, and then it happened. And then everybody was like, Oh my God, I can't believe it. And you just look at it and you go, well, TCU beat up on everybody's backup quarterback. They barely were winning against the backup quarterback with not a whole lot in there. And then they ran up against an actual team. And that's what happened. Yeah. It's so. just, that was the perfect example of seeing, I think sometimes the part I like in a way seeing those games, not, even just take Georgia out of the equation. Yeah. Um, Cause I've been, I've Georgia as a Georgia fan, I've been on the other side of this in 2018 of seeing the, the beating that Clemson put on these teams in the playoff when Georgia was um, a game away from being there just those teams that are on the outside it was Alabama this year. It was um, some, some of these other, there's a few other teams that really like lost the key game that could have gotten them into the play Tennessee with South Carolina. This is what happens when you don't win the games you're supposed to win. You yeah. end, we end up with this. Clemson with South Carolina. Yeah. It's kind of like <laughs> seeing those games. Like this is what you did. You caused this Clemson, yeah. Tennessee, it is your fault, Alabama. It is your fault that we have this because you couldn't beat them. <laughs> like, yeah, oh yeah. I mean, look, Alabama couldn't beat LSU, and then LSU kind of limped into the into that game. Yeah. I mean, you didn't. I mean, I, not that I would think that Alabama would have done anything better, but that's actually the team that um, I guess if I have to pick anybody that scares me the most as a Georgia fan in the next few years, it's probably LSU because of seeing what Brian Kelly was able to do with limited depth, limited scholarship players. Um, finally being able to have much more of the talent pool. The uh, ability to recruit. Yeah. That's, that's and not, and not be limited. If they get us, if the, I think with Jaden Daniels, it's not as much. Look, there's more stupid people in the world that he can recruit than he, he can't recruit as, like all the smart people that are really athletic. There's not enough of them. Yep. Not enough, <laughs> not enough of the Clark Kent's out there. Right. And, um, and he doesn't have to fake that, that that Southern accent. He really doesn't have to. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, we all know where he's from. Yeah. If they if they get Nuss, if they get Garrett Nussmeyer in there and he's able to play within himself, that's the scariest team in in college football, I think, outside of the state of Georgia. Um, just he even had a few plays in the SEC title game late where I was like, okay, I don't want this guy on the field anymore. Uh, yeah. Can can we can we hold on to the ball for a few minutes so we don't have to see him throw it around on us? So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. And then uh, any other national ones like the uh, – the, uh, like an Ohio State or any of those? Uh, so I, I think right now I look at it with Michi Michigan has the upper hand on Ohio State. Just I think it's a physicality. It, there, it's like there was a mentality shift um, from Urban Meyer to Ryan Day. Obviously that game was very close in the semifinal. Um, aside from even just you take – Oh, you can you, the argument of Georgia played their C plus game while Ohio State played their A plus game. I think everybody always underestimates how much of an advantage that week off from the conference title weekend is in terms of being able to rest up, 
physically enabled to have that extra time to scheme like like ohio state the the best you can do is wait and see uh, you know if you get in you're going to be the four seed and you know that georgia is going to be the one seed so you might as well watch tape and study georgia as the number one team there right. so, um but with that it, it i say all this because i see michigan is continuing to be the the top team in the big 10 but Michigan has a disadvantage against Georgia because Georgia kind of plays the same game that Michigan does, but better and with more talent. So um, it's very, it puts Michigan in a spot to where it's very hard for them to beat Georgia. Whereas Ohio state, although I think they're a little bit worse than Michigan because of the air attack that they have and the style of play that they have that plays against Georgia better. So matches up against that. Yeah, up. I mean, it's like it's like uh, Bama back in the back in the day when it was like, if you try to line up and 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 play Smash Mouth with with Bama, they're just going to run all over you. Yeah, but if you go and try to be, you know, do the trick trick plays and all the the different you know playing finesse and whatnot, you have a better shot. Which is why you had the, the hurry up no huddle teams yeah. that had the success against. Saving, but if you tried to line it up, they were just going to ultimately smash you. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then his last one was thoughts of the UT penalties. Uh, Don't really think there's there's much to add there. Um, I mean, it's fine. Uh, maybe use a uh, Walmart bag instead of a McDonald's bag, I guess. Or I think I mean, maybe if they had a coach that could spell it asparagus. Or, or just know what asparagus was. Yeah, I think I had a somebody say something about using pilot truck stops instead of McDonald's. Um, but the, you you see it, you can kind of see over time people are kind of realizing the impact of these sanctions of like you're punishing the kids that had nothing to do with it that right. are there. So like, and they're only punishing like, the one coach and not all the other coaches. Yeah. So. Um, there, I guess it's like there's really no way to go about it. Can't really punish his wife on that one either. She, outside she of, had more to do with it. Yeah, <laughs> outside of the like, I guess vacating wins, but like, who really cares without vac- the, uh, the vacated? Eli wins? Eli Drinkwitz cares because he wants to know what what happened when when he lost a game against a team that vacated the win. Very very interesting. Um. And then I even just, it makes me, I always think of like the Reggie Bush situation. Like, do you just give the Heisman trophy to the guy who was voted second in that time? Or was that the year that Liner was second? And so you give it to third place or something like that Heisman is. Do you give the national title to Auburn? Yeah. Just, just because. 